What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Three, two, one. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Five Rounds Podcast, the only podcast out there with the cardio for those deep water championship rounds. And we are going back to some OG style of recording, no live uh, show on uh, shooting the sports. This this is a uh, we're in a week, well, the first week in over a year that we've we've had with no UFC event. Uh, so uh, Carlos and I thought we'd take this time to do a little bit of a. A refresh and just go over like some of the, the things that have uh, surprised us about this COVID era. Uh, but before we get there, I have to obviously introduce uh, uh, the star of the show, the the Arco uh, British champion, uh, Carlos. Carlos, how are you? I'm not too bad. How's yourself? Yeah, not too bad. You've been getting a lot of love on uh, on the chair shot with the chair shot team guys like PC Tunney, uh, Chris Platt, and Ray Cashall. Uh, really kind of like wanting to see how, how your MMA career goes once we get out of uh, lockdown so you've got a big gain a bit of a, a fan base going Carlos I really do appreciate it guys honestly it means like everything and come 12th of April back in the gym hopefully get a, a, a fart sound I know a couple of my friends they've already been in talks and got a couple of fart signs so when they're back in the gym on the 12th they're ready to go into fart camp so I'm expecting me on the 12th to start the process of what they did so yeah. I, I do appreciate the support and you will you will see me on the big stages some at some point <laughs> you will not regret supporting me so what i thought we'd do carlos is that obviously we've uh we've watched a full year of ufc in lockdown in covid restrictions and uh at the beginning of this, we kind of like gave UFC a lot of grief for for being kind of gung ho about uh, putting fights on uh, when the world was basically setting itself on fire. But uh, props to the UFC, they've uh, they've gone about this the right way. Their protocol has been second to none. Um, whenever a fighter has been infected, they've been pulled instantly. The team's been pulled instantly. Even fighters who ne- not necessarily have got uh, COVID, but they've been linked with other fighters that have, have got COVID, have all been pulled. And UFC, I, I think, have, uh, have really kind of set the stage on how to uh, control a sports organisation in this COVID era. So I've got to give props to Dana and all his team there at UFC for providing a full year of content, and they have not missed a beat all year every week i mean we've been doing the show now what three years yeah coming up three years yeah and um we we always tend to have like a, a big run of events in a row and then like a few weeks off but we've had none of that this year it's literally just been event after event after event so uh props to ufc for providing that but what it's also given us is that the opportunity to to kind of reflect on this kind of year in covid uh, and and give like a few shout outs and a few a few of our kind of opinions on um, on a, a couple of topics. So I've decided uh, I think we should pick out our 
um, shock uh, of of, uh, of this COVID era, whether that's a match result or something that's gone on in MMA. Uh, then our star, uh, our villain, and then last uh, our fart of uh, of this COVID era. So. Uh, because I've literally sprung this on Carlos within the last about 10-15 minutes, uh, I'll go first in all the all the categories. I've got all my picks. Oh, well, I, I mean, got I'll still go first anyway because <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm the star of the show and I'm selfish like that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, for Shock, uh, for me, this is... This, there's quite a few that I could actually put in here as, as a big shocks. Um, we've had some massive, massive uh, results in terms of fights like, that we wouldn't expect. But I think for me, the biggest shock and, and one of the, the coolest shocks was uh, Jan, Jan Blachowicz winning the, the UFC lightweight title. Uh, for me, as a European... Um, we've got a lot of love for Jan. Uh, he was always a fighter who I thought would not get the respect he, he was. He was probably due, but Bones uh, vacating that title uh, meant that that Jan had an opportunity, and he took that opportunity and and he ran with it. Absolutely destroyed uh, Dominic Reyes. A Dominic Reyes who many still argue now were, was dominant against uh, Bones. Uh, Jan took him to school and. Uh, He's the current uh, light heavyweight champion and he's absolutely deserved. So for me, uh, shock of uh, of this era is Jan Blachowicz. Oh yeah, definitely. Like, when Jan started in the UFC, he obviously started on a, 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 a rookie patch and he was getting into that position where everyone speaks of today of like a, a gatekeeper, but then he soon changed that wrong when the, the Polish power came out and it was just, it was just wrecking everybody. Ended up taking the belt off Dominic. Well, not taking the belt off Dominic Reyes, but a vacant belt, weren't it? Mm-hmm. And he obviously he won but, the belt. But everybody had Reyes winning that. Oh yeah, absolutely. After when Reyes had that that dominant five round fight with the ex champion John Jones, and a lot of people were saying, "I think he won that fight." That's when a lot of people were just instantly counted Jan out of the fight. When mm-hmm. that fight got announced, that Jan and Reyes were fighting for the current light heavyweight belt, everyone straight away were like, "Oh well, we know he's going to win this fight," and I'm so like. I wouldn't say glad, because in a way, it's, yeah, I, I'm happy for him. Like you say, from Europe, it's a good thing to have a Europe champion. So, all mm-hmm. on that sense, I'm happy for. But obviously, with a when you go five rounds with a, with John Jones, and you obviously you think you're losing that sort of devastating fashion, it's going to sting you in a way. But yeah, what I pick, Jan is a a brilliant fighter, and um, and more, the, the thing, the thing that is what I like about him more is <laughs> is classic. Um, I mean, you've seen a lot of people in in uh, title matches, and especially in that lightweight division, uh, when they lose to Bones or when they lose a big title fight, they they get salty and they they get that like, bitchy. Jan never did that. Jan took his uh, losses and learnt from them. He was never kind of like a, a sore winner, uh, like with the attitude. He's just gone about his business and and he's got exactly what he's deserved. Yeah, absolutely, he's a humble champion. Mm-hmm. Honestly, uh, nothing but respect for him. As soon as he, um, as soon as he won the belt, he straight back onto Paul. And as soon as he had the biggest fight of his career, straight back onto Paul. And yeah. he's literally just a true champion to his uh, country. But uh, it's a perfect pick. And my shock of the year is definitely going to come from one of the what we could have said last year was one of the biggest outbreak of fighters and the, the biggest outbreak star. Um, he literally, obviously, had the fight where. 
and Darren Till, they cleaned him out, had the far and the five second knockout with Ben Askren, cleaned him out. Then obviously had the all that beef with Kamara Usman, Colby Covington and everything that were going on with Jose Masvidal and then for some reason in the last couple of weeks from this massive star and everyone loving him to everyone so, uh, sort of fucking hating him for jumping on the bandwagon with Jake Paul mm -hmm. uh, and they're bosking at uh, they're bosking what the fuck's bosking <laughs> boxing aspect uh, obviously Jake Paul is fighting Ben Askren don't know when the date is don't really care because it's going to be a shit fight but yeah um, Masvidal is apparently helping Jake Paul get prepared for the fight with um, Ben Askren I don't know why because it's a boxing fight it's not a I'm guessing he, he was saying when he were doing practice for him, we were practicing for a flying knee, so I don't know what stand-up he's been looking at of Ben's, and we all know Ben's not a stand-up fighter, he's a boxer, but hey -o. But yeah, with, with Masvidal, he, even though he lost the, the fight with Usman, and he got, what, were it like 50, 40 something, he absolutely got dominated, yeah. everyone was still behind him, because most of the majority of that fight were Usman stomping on his foot. Mm -hmm. So, for him to be this massive star and get all this love behind him, Street Jesus, to supporting a fucking clowny YouTuber who now thinks he's a boxer, is it's just bizarre and beyond me. It's just it's like he's just turned his whole fan base around and he's shot himself in the foot. Yeah, I, I understand what you mean and uh it it is what it is. And when sometimes when you take that these um essentially street fighters um and you make a you make big stars and when you put them on these pedestals they don't perhaps live up to the to the the heart that you want them to live up to they're not like these role models they he's he's a street hardened fighter he's mm. not someone who you would go to for uh sensible um um political debate i suppose uh, he's not going to make uh great choices he's not a, a, like a role model He's, he's, he's a fighter at the end of the day and, and he's got the fighter's mentality but yeah it's uh, it, the, the come down from the Jorge Masvidal kind of harp train to him being so cringy it, it's unreal I mean oh, so yeah. well, I, can, well, I can understand why he's done it obviously getting yeah. the, he's got the fight again with Uzma and then he's just he's, he's using that as a selling point his name's in everyone's mouth just because of what's happened with Jake Paul obviously Jake Paul is made a shit ton of money off YouTube and that lot and that, that's what he's good at he's a YouTuber yeah. and, and that, that's and what his fame is and I'm guessing is that he's paying him a, a good whack for being in his corner yeah and, and I think that's <laughs> at the end of the day you can't fault Jorge for that he's, he knows that he's probably got a limited window where he can use his fame to, to make bank oh, yeah, and he's doing it uh, I, I mean it, us in, the, in that position we'd probably do the same but oh, but on the outside it does it does kind of like make you think e Jesus yeah, yeah but this is what this is what I'm saying like if on the oh well saying that though and now I know how it's gone now I've seen the, the outcome I probably might not have done it, but then, yeah, he's, like I say, he's a fighter for the UFC. He's making at what, at best, 500 to 600 grand. Uh, I don't know how much he made for that Usman fight, but I'm guessing that's where he's, his moneymaker fight, his biggest pay in the UFC to date. Uh, that would just be off the top of my head. But uh, you'd be supposed on championship fight, he's going to get paid, paid to do that. But, yeah, it's still not enough as what boxing people get paid. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can understand why he's done it, but, but the outcome, I don't know if I were to do it. Now, if I could control the outcome, 
I will do, I'll do it, but I won't go fucking live when they're doing a press conference. <laughs> Tell them I like his flip-flops. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at the beginning of this like, run with Jorge, that would have been hilarious. Like, like the kind of like uh, three piece of the sword of stuff, but now it, it comes off as cringe. No, I just can't wait for Leon to just spin his jaw. Yeah, it's just swatting. <laughs> so, next, I think we'll go to uh, villain of this era. Uh, and for me, there's, there's been a couple uh, really standout ones. Uh, the most notable has, has happened in the, over the last couple of weeks with uh, uh, Dana White making um, John Bones Jones uh, um, kind of like have to almost beg for for the fact that uh, against Ngannou, the fact that he he, he left the, the light heavyweight division for to become uh, like a, a two-weight champion and the guy wants paying what he feels is worth whether he's worth that or not that's that's between him and, and the company but the way that Dana and the UFC have, have kind of uh, belittled John and kind of uh, hung uh, Derek Lewis as a carrot uh, as if as if anyone wants to watch Lewis versus Ngannou too um, no thank you uh, I feel that Dana is, is, has lived up to his kind of douchey mentality but that doesn't win it for me what wins it for me is uh, is Upman uh, as a turf and his whole team. Um, earlier, uh, well, um, in fairly early into the the, the uh, COVID protocol, um, he or one of the member of his teams uh, all took off their uh, their wristbands to prove that they didn't have COVID, that they passed the the test to get into the the UFC Fight Island. Um, um, event they all took their uh, wristbands off handed them to uh somebody else to sneak in um like some kind of fucking james bond spa shit uh like crawling across windows and uh hanging off drain pipes and <laughs> these guys think they tom cruise and mission impossible they, they, they planned that that were a, that were a gta yeah. house that is fullest and and they smuggled a bag in now uh dana white said at a press conference he has no idea what was in this bag they have no idea where this guy came in or got out and then it turns out that in the bag was uh, potatoes, and that's not a euphemism. I'm not on about that. Uh, something else, actual from the ground, make them into chips. Potatoes. The absolute love of Ireland to wear that bag. <laughs> the absolute love of Conor McGregor in that bag. Yeah. So for me, that makes him and his team the biggest uh, villains of the year because they would have got away with it if it wasn't for that meddling Dana. <laughs> Well, I said, I believe Dana when he said I didn't know what was in the bag. And I still believe him to this day, don't know what in the bag. I don't, I don't believe, believe it was potatoes. Okay. <laughs> I don't believe anyone knows that when they're, oh yeah, with potatoes and that. What are it fuck? Who, who sneaks a bag of potatoes to Fart Island? What, what, just, why? Why potatoes? What the fuck were in them potatoes? With cocaine in the middle of them? Mm-hmm. Chipping and, them off to John Jones? What were going on? And the issue is as well that he got, he, he got cut because of it, did uh, Ottman. No, he, he got and then he got reinstated. Yeah, because it um, was... And then he lost his fart. Yeah, so he... Oh, no, no, no he didn't, sorry. No, 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 he didn't. He beat Carl Moore, didn't he? Yeah. Uh... But that one on the... Um, that one recently, weren't That was literally on the... Uh, it weren't even there. I think that were on the... No, that the that was the fight he was building up to, weren't it? With Carl Moore, when they snuck in the potatoes. Mm. Um but he did get released, and then I, I don't know if he's had his second fight since, but he has, he has been reinstated with the company, basically. 
but if he loses, he gets cut. Yeah, is that word potatoes in that bag? Yeah, no, you always think your first bit what you said when you were on about your well, one of your first choices with Dana White. I I agree with you on that. Like he's been for the last month or so one of the biggest villains with the way he's handled certain topics and obviously with him being the president. He's just a figurehead now with the company with that, um, who is it, like the I mean, WB? Uh, WME, they yeah. now called Endeavour, but yeah. there's also been a bit of news about that recently. Uh, they've increased their stake now, they essentially own UFC outright. Uh, as long as an initial public offering for shares goes right and they raise the right amount of funds, essentially Endeavour will own 100% of the UFC. Well, obviously, Dana White still owns some some of it, doesn't he? No, it'll, it'll all when you do um when you own a certain amount of a, of a company, if you want to take that company private, you can uh, essentially force buy all the shares. Well, it's you have to offer way more than the, than they're actually well, it, worth. It's but. weird now you say that because I don't know how true this is, but it was only recently I saw this that it were a, a rumor and it were going around. I don't, I'm not going to say names because they're very good good sources to me. But there was a rumour that Dana White was apparently speaking to Elon Musk to sell his remaining stock of the UFC to him for a fair... I don't know that the, the, the number wasn't mentioned, but it was mentioned that it was a, a big, a good amount of something. Like, he were going to see, if not better or the same than what he did for selling it when he did with the Fatigas and all. So mm-hmm. that's interesting you say that, because now that rumour, to me... Rings a bit more true because if they were looking at privatising the business to own the full extent, Dana White's going to look at cashing in on it. Yeah. Elon Musk is one of the he's the richest man on the planet, so if he if he wants to sell it to him, Elon Musk going to be able to offer him way more than what um, thing he's going to be able to. But the issue is, um, that he, Dana would be blocked from selling to Elon Musk. I mean, maybe that was a um, he kind of heard the writing was on the wall. Uh, and wanted to kind of cash in his chips before anything like uh, serious happened. Uh, but now with uh, WME looking to buy the whole company, uh, they could only he could only sell to them. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to eleven grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Yeah, but is the, is the process, because if they haven't, even if they've, 
Is the process ever gone through yet in that? Like, he's, he's no, they, to, they, they do a it, window to sell they, his shares right, if they, they do it, fast. They're doing what's called an RPO where you are um, basically you're. They're raising funds by um, selling shares of Endeavour, the company Endeavour, not the UFC, of Endeavour. Uh, and they're hoping that that makes enough money that they can then force buy all the shares of UFC so it'll become a fully Endeavour-owned company. Right, fair enough. Right, now I understand. What, what, and if Dana gets bought out, I would, with him being president of UFC, I would fully expect him to get uh, shares in Endeavour to replace the shares that he'd lose in UFC. Well, I'm guessing, well, I'll say, so it, so it could be either way, he's still on about selling some shares, so mm-hmm. either if it being UFC, or I'd say, if he's getting shares off Endeavour, selling them to Elon Musk, but, yeah, with Elon Musk having SpaceX and Tesla, he's, he, that guy's plenty of money, mm-hmm. he's not he's not shy of it, so, yeah, but so two good picks there, and then more potatoes, what were potatoes, were, mm-hmm. were the best one, and, but I'd say my villain one, because with lockdown, but, a lot of people are going to look at this and think, oh, villains, well, they, they might be shit picks. We're not, we, we weren't looking at villains in like someone's being the bad guy because with it being locked down, there hasn't really been a bad guy because it's all been entertaining. UFC has been yeah. around every week. So yeah, I mean, this, this is not villains as in like um, a superhero's nemesis. It's just people who've maybe been a bit dickish. Well, that's it. So my, my other one I picked, and just because it's more of a, a redemption one for him, my villain of the lockdown was Sean O'Malley because coming into his fight, he was still getting tons of shit for his weak ankles, and it's like every and even when he said it in the press conference, I'm gonna shut a lot of motherfuckers up when they were like, getting messages every day about his ankles being weak and he, he's and gonna be, lose. And his... being technically undefeated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I'm like in in man, I'm undefeated and stuff like that, and it's it, and unless we not forget the uh, the the podcast to do with Casey Kenny where uh, the yeah. the uh, ripped into was it um, Megan Anderson Megan Anderson yeah and that's it and it's uh, so he didn't have a good time with it but he, you like said he did redeem <coughs> himself with that uh, high, two highlight knockouts essentially well yeah exactly yeah, he finished the guy guy twice in one fight so that's uh you got an Andy bonus for him as well so mm-hmm. yeah he's definitely been I mean, he's had some some funny moments and some a bit sour moments especially mm-hmm. like they say with the Megan Anderson stuff and I'm I'm sure he said after and I don't don't quote me on this but I'm sure he said afterwards when someone asked someone asked him recently he's like oh it's not a co-worker it's Simone, uh, anymore is he, he tweeted it he tweeted that he, out he, 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 yeah, yeah so yeah that's what I'm saying it's like the is a kid who has a team around him who tells him he's the best thing since last bread. Oh, so he's not—he's not too old than me, so in a way, like he's—he's he's done it better than me. So he's only a couple of years uh, older, and he's in the UFC. So, uh, hey, fucking sure, you want a training partner? Mm-hmm. Um, so let's now uh, kind of like go against that and, and pick who we think has been the star in this kind of COVID era. And again, for me, there's two massive standouts, and I'm sure these two at least are in Carlson's thoughts. Um, I, but I, I believe he'll, Carlson will bring many more to the table. But for me, uh, I was tempted with Kevin Holland. Uh, this guy uh, did did what nobody else was able to do in, in UFC and he, he had five fights in essentially 2020 and you can't even call it a calendar year he had five fights in like seven months if anyone has taken uh, the opportunities 
that um, COVID has allowed people to just get fight after fight after fight and really boost up their uh, profile. Kerry Holland did that. The reason I'm not going to pick him is because when it came to the crunch and he had the opportunity to to be that big next big star, he, he whiffed the bed. He, um, he just got absolutely dominated by a gatekeeper in, in Derek Brunson. He didn't take the fight seriously. He's admitted as much. He's in there for for fun rather than the than for challenging for the title. Uh, so that kind of that sold me on him. Uh, for me, it's 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 um, Chimiev. It's got to be Chimiev. The guy came from absolutely nowhere in the middle of July last year the guy, I mean this he was fighting uh, on brave uh, championship fight cards uh, to like a hundred people um, the guy picked up a, a, a last minute fight against uh, John Phillips then the week after the week after he took on Reese McKee uh, absolutely dominated him and brought the record for the quickest turnaround what was it like 10 days or something like that Four, thirteen. Um, right, no, I'm sure it was like July the sixteenth for his first fight. July the twenty sixth for the for the second fight. He got performance of the night for the first fight, performance of the night for the second fight, performance of the night for his third fight. He which he he, he he left it a little bit. He actually went from July to September, uh, but he uh, didn't take well, any that's time. That's because fucking UFC did all that, and I said to him like, "Chill out, no yeah. fucking fight, well, scrap it." In that third fight, he took on Gerald Mershaw, who's a, a handy fighter, and KO'd him in 17 seconds. Three performance of the nights, three wins. And I would guarantee he would have had more if he didn't contract COVID. The guy has had COVID for such a long time, keeps trying to train his way out of it, won't let his body um, heal up. Uh, he retired, was told by the president of his own country, fuck that shit, you ain't retired no to nowhere. And only this week he's come out and said uh, he's the champ round these parts to about UFC and he's... Uh, surprise, surprise, the champ is back. Yeah, um, he's chasing that, uh, that Usman fight and I have no doubt that uh, Dana White would absolutely put him in that fight uh, in a heartbeat. So for me... Uh, comes out Chimmy has been a breath of fresh air. That's it. It's a per- it's perfect pick. So it's three and zero in the UFC. I, I haven't been with him for I think what probably if I say a year, I'm probably g- giving it a good one. So with him coming in getting three solid finishes, and I know he's horrible saying because it it's affected a lot of people, but Colby can't kill the motherfucker. So who's going to stop him? And give it a good. And <laughs> give it a good do. <laughs> so and it, and it, it's far. I feel so bad for East McKee. I respect him so much. Like I said. Um, Guy, uh, he comes from the the United Kingdom, so he's he's solid in a way. So I, I know how how good Chimier is. I just know how good just from seeing Reese McKee train and and far just n- near around here, near. So it's yeah, he, he Chimier he's one to be watching out for, and I'm I'm sort of glad they they told him off for like naughty boy, fucking not retiring. <laughs> Yeah, they told him off for that, but you you, you knew as soon as that, that tweet came out, he, he weren't going to retire. The uh, Dana White, as soon as he saw that, he's like, shit, he's not. Someone give my bank card. I'm getting, I'm getting this guy a flat. So, who's your pick, Carlos? My pick for the star is there's been a couple. Obviously, you've got Khabib's teammates. You've got, obviously, the one of the biggest ones, Islam, uh, Islam Makachev. Yeah. He's. The guy is an absolute animal. Uh, I agree with Khabib. He's still got a, he's still got a bit yet to, 
to go before he before he know, picks the belt up. But he's learning. If he stay, if he stays on that sort of path, he's he's definitely going to be champion. There's no doubt about it. He's definitely going to be champion. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, he he beat Drew Dober earlier in 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 the month and dominated him. Absolutely, just absolutely smashed him, and he looked. And obviously because he's still young and he's growing, his his skeletal system is growing, his skeletal muscles are growing, his his everything's growing, his his respiratory system, his cardiovascular system, everything is growing on his body. So he looked bigger in the fight with Drew Dober. He looked like a tank, and he he honestly looked like a younger version of Khabib. And mm, if he yeah. yeah, if he stays with Khabib, and Khabib is a is a child of friends of Khabib. He was one of uh one of Khabib's father's basically students, yeah. long, long time students. So. He, he definitely knows what he's doing, and uh, with the rest of Khabib family, obviously his cousin uh, as well, basically coming into the UFC. And you know, I was watching a video earlier on, and he, when he obviously he won the fight, and uh, someone were asking him about how the fight went, and he's like, "Oh, yeah, uh, today, uh, today's history." And Khabib was the next one. He's like, "Yeah, brother, brother, you're not you're not ready for English. Please speak Russian." <laughs> it, 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 honestly, it was, it was fucking hilarious. Um, but the star for me. Even though a lot of people are probably going to say he's a star anyway, he's not a star in the UFC yet, and that's going to be Chandler. The way he came into the UFC and the way he were able to stop Dan Hooker, and then the the promo afterwards, he called out Conor McGregor, he called out Dustin Poirier, he called out Khabib himself. He, in every single person, he, he called out, and he's looking. He, he was looking for the, the title fight. And the UFC was looking for a fighter that perfectly matches someone like Chandler can fit. And he fits that role perfectly. He knows how to fight. He's been a world champion. He's coming to the UFC. You look at the UFC, a lot of people's debuts, they tend to lose the debuts. Especially when you come into a pressure fight like that where it's so high tense, a top five ranking. How many times have we said it in that division on its own? Ill Will Brooks, Eddie Alvarez... Uh, people met that jump from Bellator, and, and it's it's as big as Bellator is. It's not the big dance like you well, see. Well, I'll give it I'll, I'll give it Eddie though. He he managed to pick up the title, but when it came to the pressure of McGregor, he he fell like the rest of them. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, but with Chandler, I reckon he's he's the definitely the new king in that division. And with the fight that he's got coming up with uh, Charles Oliveira and shit, yeah, Charles Oliveira. It's another one out of my list mm -hmm. uh, bef before it is with him. The way we were able to. He's been in the UFC for what, over ten years now or something. It's it's he's been there for so damn long and always been like on the cusp of of, of maybe being a, a big star, but never quite kind of getting over that 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 mountain. Yeah, he made his debut in twenty ten. That's it. So it's absolutely mental, and the fact is that he's only just getting his title shot now. Is I'd say mental, but because I'm I've been a. I've been around the, the game of mixed martial arts and I've obviously been watching the UFC so much. I'm, I'm a massive fan of it, like a lot of other people. So it, it tends to be one of them you're usually having anywhere between 5 to 13 fights between before having a title fight, depending on what division you're, you're in. So it doesn't surprise me that he's had like 11, 12 wins in a row before getting a title fight. Uh, but what did surprise me was the way you were able to absolutely dominate Tony Ferguson. Mm -hmm. So when a lot of people were giving... Both Chandler and them shit for fighting for the belt, saying, oh, it should have been either uh, Justin or Dustin or Connor or whatever. And, uh, these are the two fighters that the UFC look for, and 
to be honest with you, if I could pick a joint star, it'd be both of them, but unfortunately I can't. And for me, Chandler has been the one to, even though he hasn't been on the same tear as what Oliveira has been on in the UFC, you go back to his, his Bellator career and the rest of it, he's absolutely shut down everyone in front of him. Yeah, fair enough, he may have took a couple of lotters, uh, losses, but tell me one great fighter, far from Khabib or John Jones, that hasn't took a loss. Mm-hmm. And, and not learnt from it and come back. He's the, the spitting image of a fighter that has took losses, learnt from it, come back, won world championships, come into the UFC when there's a lot of eyes on him, when there's a lot of people say, oh, he's just another guy who's going to come lose. He absolutely dominated uh, Dan Hooker and now he's fighting for the vacant UFC lightweight title. Yeah, and it's going to be an absolute slugfest between the two and uh, I wouldn't be any happier to see Michael Chandler make it to the big dance because uh, yeah. as a as a uh, I know we're primarily UFC fans but as a, an MMA fan he has been a consummate professional absolutely mm. been uh, a star of the show in Bellator never quite got that I mean they've had talks for him coming off to UFC a number of times and he just never quite got there uh, and now um, essentially in, in in the what could be his last major run of his career um is straight in and he's and he's going for the big title. Well, that's it. He's, not, he's not fucked about. He's definitely yeah. not fucked about. He he took that opportunity when he got that phone call and he got told that opportunity is there. This is the guy who before he even I think it was before he even fought Hooker, uh, where it, when they called him up from Bellator, it was already the replacement for Gage and Khabib. Yeah. He was on Fight Island as well, running laps of Fight Island, and he wasn't even fighting. He was just just in case it shows happened. that he wants it. Yeah, he, he literally, that's it. He, he's there for one reason, to be the champion. And he's, he's got that title fight and that he's going to be a banger of a fight. And either way, uh, if Chandler wins that fight, like you said, I'd be, I'd be happy to see him hold that belt because he had obviously two different belts from two major promotions, UFC being the biggest. But it, you've got to give him respect for the level. When you're fighting in the UFC, you've still got a lot more fans than the average other world champion that's fight for these other organisations. So you can sometimes understand why other fighters sort of tend to drop off because they may have got a loss or they haven't got the, the maximum support around them. Now, I'm not talking about fighters like Michael Venom Page or Douglas Lehman and people like that. It's, it's generally the fighters that who aren't making it up to these big stages, who aren't getting the phone calls, who aren't getting these big money fights, but yet they're still fighting all these hard fighters, they're still giving it the best all, and then it, it's something clicks in their head thinking, I'm not getting no fucking recognition for this. I'm still doing the same amount of work as what that guy's doing in the organisation. And look at what look at look at the career he's got for him. Look at the potential he's got for him. And I'm still stuck here and so you've got to give Michael Chandler the respect for that because he was fighting for I mean ten years professionally outside the UFC. Yeah. And it, 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 that is hard to do, especially when now don't get me wrong, he's, he's gonna be one of the fighters that's making good money, but he's definitely gonna make a hell of a lot more money in the UFC than what he was fighting outside of it, especially with the medical uh, benefits that come with it as well. When you, especially if you live in and come from the United States, where their medical um, bills over there are fucking ridiculous. I, I feel sorry for some of them, but yeah, Chandler is definitely my star for uh, star of the lockdown. It's a great pick. Um, now let's uh, let's round off with. Uh... With our uh, fight of the lockdown, fight of the corridor, and for me, there was only one choice. I mean, we've had some stand, uh, absolutely outstanding fights, but the one I enjoyed the most, uh, 
and it ironically ended up being a draw ended up being a, a, um, a majority draw um, going back to just before Christmas of uh, 2020 uh, Davison Figueredo, uh, the, the the just the dominant flyweight champion, someone who we've uh, we've kind of looked for ever since uh, 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 Henry Cejudo dropped the title. Even before that, with uh, with uh, Demetrius Johnson, we've all, we've wanted like a killer in that division, and and he is definitely a killer. But upstepped uh, Brandon Moreno. Brandon, uh, I think he he'd only just beaten Brandon Rival uh, maybe a month or so before that, and he was thrown yeah, he into this. Yeah, he only fighting like yeah the month the yeah. month prior. So yeah. he was thrown into this title match, and basically everyone thought this is going to be uh, fodder for a, a Figueroa dominant victory. Jesus Christ, these guys went hell for leather for five rounds. You got. Instant starts with uh, Figueredo going with spinning back kicks and 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 just the, the vicious punching. You had uh, takedowns. You had clinch fighting. Everything you you if you like a one single facet of MMA, it was in this fight. You had the the hard hitting. You had the the knockout shots. You had the great wrestling. You had the 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 dirty boxing. And the best thing about this is they did not stop giving the 100% for five rounds. There was a little bit of an issue in the third round where um, uh, Figueredo uh, got um, deducted a point and that kind of really did cost him the fight because if it wasn't for that point, he would have probably picked up the, the clear victory. But this is a fight that needs to be run again uh, and I can't wait for it to happen because this was 25 minutes of glorious fighting for me. I absolutely loved every second of it. That's it. it, it that were a brilliant fight between uh, uh, two definitely dominant fighters. Say, so, unfortunately, we were a draw, but then again, we get to see it again. So mm. it's a win-win for us and a lose-lose for them. So don't know who's winning in that scenario. <laughs> us, yeah, yeah, fuck it, us. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, it, it was a perfect, uh, perfect pick with Figueredo when he before having that fight and he when he picked up the bell, he was. Uh, he picked up the belt from Joseph Benavides, didn't he? Joseph Benavides, when he picked up the belt, he was already before that, he was looked at as a fucking killer. And then when he did that to Joseph Benavides, that just cemented his. He was basically like the Francis Ngannou of that weight to what Francis Ngannou is now to the heavyweights. And when. Um, I mean, he beat, to be fair, he beat Joseph Benavides twice, but he didn't win the title in the first fight because he, he missed weight. So. Uh, but yeah, he's. Well, yeah, obviously he learned from his mistake. Though he learned yeah. to put the cake down and <laughs> and make weight the second time. He were able to. And he didn't take any time in that second <laughs> fight to to get it finished. He did it in the first round. Then he did it again against Perez in this in the first round uh, a couple of months uh, later. So for Brandon Moreno to come from essentially nowhere and take the guy for twenty five minutes, this guy has been murdering murdering people. And for for Brandon Moreno to take him for twenty five minutes and and still come out with the a draw is outstanding. Well, that's it. And Brandon took some shots from Brandon took some serious shots from the shots that have knocked the other guys out. So Clean out, yeah. It's that is in a way Figueredo has got to think differently because you've got to understand this is a guy when he started getting the money he's literally gone out he's purchased himself a gym what's literally designed for him to keep that UFC belt for him to be the perfect athlete, fighting athlete, and with him basically finishing all these guys and then Brandon coming and eating his shots and taking him to deep waters and they go into the decision, 
that don't care who you are, you're a human being, that's going to play with your mind at some point and thinking to yourself, what the fuck is this guy doing or what did I do wrong for these shots not to be efficient or work? Well, I'll say not efficient because they were efficient enough to where, obviously, you could see where he was getting hurt to some extent, but they were doing absolutely nothing in, in the sense of taking him off the back foot. Brandon was trying to walk him down just as much as Figueiredo were, so that was a perfect pick and... Yeah, I can't wait to see that fight again, but just before I say that, we can't not mention the the elephant in the room. In the lockdown, we've had one of the biggest, and it's not a, this sort of covers all four of them, I think. And this is just a spring on Magnus, so I want to see his reaction. The Petian and the Aljamain Sterling bust up. <laughs> that is a shock. That's a... A, a star moment, that's a villain moment, and that's a, a fart of the lockdown moment, I think, anyway. And yeah, we've got, I, I think we've got to say that because people are going to, I've got it in my head, people are going to try and say, oh, well, you did mention this, so I'm, I'm going to give you motherfuckers a chance. I'm going to stick that in there before you do it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that that match had everything, it had a, a, a proper villain with a petty gun and that, <laughs> that, that vicious knee, it had a. Um, um, like the the hero of it with uh, Aljamain Sterling, even though he ended up being the villain because people were calling him a pussy and and that he played on it, he got need, he got basically V triggered in the face. He was he, that guy could not see straight. Yeah, yeah. But then Steve Barry covered about thirty seconds after and Steve uh, for a fantasy garden knocked his fucking tree to Mars. Mm-hmm. So. I, could, I saw that meme over there and it just fucking killed Honestly, I'm, I'm tearing it up though because it just fucking that killed me. That, that, that meme over there absolutely put me on my arse, just the same as what Francis in, did and uh, what Petty Ann did. So, Jesus Christ. But yeah, um, I had to mention that moment. But my fight of the year has got to be your um, shock of the year. It's got to be the man himself. It's got to be Jan Blakovic versus Israel Adesanya. Mm-hmm. Israel Adesanya had the chance to go up to light heavyweight and take that belt and a lot of people uh, in a way when we've just when we've just literally been bigging Cam Blackovic at the start of the podcast in a way everyone a lot of the commoners even to some of the fighters were counting him out saying is he we're going to beat him yeah. just because of all this potential with the fight between him and John Bones Jones and everyone's oh is he this just this good he's just this talented he got raw off but Jan's that little bit better Jan's just that little bit better and Jan knows this is mixed martial arts. If it were kickboxing, then fair enough. I'd go behind Izzy every single day of the week, kickboxing world champion, but this is mixed martial arts. In that fight, you had everything. and the, he, Jan Blakovic shown that he was not scared to stand with Israel Adesanya, shown that he were able to take shots off Israel Adesanya, shown that he was able to wrestle with Israel Adesanya and keep him down when a lot of people tend to wrestle him. He's got one of the best wrestling defences in the middleweight division. Now, obviously we can see against bigger guys, that wrestling defence sort of lacks a bit, but that was only on the later of the rounds when Jan Blakovic took him down. Jan Blakovic was absolutely goosed. But the reason it was the fight of, fight of the lockdown for me is because of not only did Jan Blakovic prove to everyone, don't count me out, I am the true light heavyweight champion, Israel Adanya shocked me with he were able to take these shots off the mm-hmm. Polish power, yeah. the legendary Polish power that has put people away or just put people down in general. And 
is he were able to eat them and take them shots. Now, we all know from his kickboxing career, Israel Adesanya has been knocked out, so it's possible. We all know is, uh, Jan Blakovic is able to get dropped. It, it's happened. But in this fight, they were both as tough as nails. They both mm -hmm. came in. Jan came in to prove a point. Listen, I'm the new king of this division. This is my division, my belt. If anyone's fighting bones, it's going to be me. And Israel's shown to everyone that he's a true fighter. He's, he's willing to fight anyone, anywhere, anytime. Even if that means going up to fight a, a guy who probably at the time had what? I think it was 15, 20 pounds on him. So he, even on even on fight night, it probably was more. Yeah, so it, it, that fight with me, I did everything I could sort of ask for in respect, integrity, and fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a great pick. I really, I, I rate that pick a hell of a lot. Um, but we have the UFC uh, back this weekend, um, and it's a fairly early one for us. Main card starts at eight o'clock on Saturday. Get it. Uh, so. For all those kind of crossover MMA and wrestling fans, you'll still be able to watch WrestleMania. Uh, don't you worry about it. Why is uh, on? Yeah, that just shows exactly how, how bad the, the heart for WrestleMania has been this week. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's still literally this weekend. Um, but this is actually a banger of a card as well. Uh, we've got someone who could have been villain uh, of the year, Matt Perry fighting. He's fighting Daniel Rodriguez. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Amanda Nunes is fighting Nina Ansaroff, taking on Mackenzie Dern. One of Carlos' favourite fighters, Smiling Sam. Um, he's taking on Julian Marquez. Carl uh, Dorcas against uh, Alish, Alish Kebab uh, Kizurev. Uh, two of the, the best young, kind of hungry fighters uh, for me, Arnold Allen and Sadiq Yusuf, are in the Coleman event. And then um, a, a late uh, addition for the, an injured Darren Till. Um, Marvin Vittori is taking on Kevin Holland so that's going to be a bopper of a fight uh, but yeah catch us up uh, next week for that um, anyway you can follow me on Twitter at DJ Kirby uh, follow the show on all social medias at Five Rounds Party it'll be usually Carlos that you're talking to if you if you get involved there uh, follow all the networks uh, at Visioners Global Media at Shooting Sports Station and at The Chair Shot uh, follow Carlos here at Kirby underscore Carlos um, that's it game over that is the end now that's for everyone before we just actually finish it off I just want to say thank you to everyone who's already like gone to the Shooting Sports uh, Patreon and obviously subscribe it helps all of us out mm -hmm. make more content that we absolutely enjoy but I would ask everyone just to please go over to our five round one and just follow our stuff and it helps us grow as a podcast even though we've we've got the support of um our networks and we support them at the same time we'd really like to grow on our uh, ourselves as well we'd be, like I say, we've been doing this three years so it, it would be nice to sort of get something out of it like uh, trying to make content each and every week you know how much UFC put on events and it might sound like I'm uh, sort of pulling a leg here but I'm really not it's just three years so it'd be nice to just get something out of it a little sponsor or just a little bit of revenue coming back from the show and, and so three years I've been doing this trying to make content to the viewers week week in and day in and day out so yeah it'd just be good so if anyone there out there listens to the show and they want to drop us a sponsor um yeah message either one of us or get in touch with the five round uh, podcast itself so that is the end adios amigos thechairshot.com always use your head say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy 
corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.